Hello, and welcome to Vital Compass. I'm Cris Ferraz Prade, and I'm happy to be here with you. And today, we're going to explore being with yourself. When, you're, when we are working, we have to be focused on whatever we are doing. And depending on our jobs, we will spend many hours dedicated to a single event or running up and down to get everything done. Oh, we are busy. We have hectic, demanding lives, and we like it that way. It makes us feel important. In the midst of all this business, it's hard to find some time to be alone, to stop. The pandemic made us stop. But how is it for you when you are alone with yourself? I know this is the type of question that only psychotherapists and psychologists enjoy, I know. But would you follow me so we can think together about what it means and what it can mean to be with yourself? Our minds can travel to thousands of different places, times and ideas. And we may notice that, depending on what we think, we feel that life happens on the outside in a distant light. Our minds have a mode of their own, thought habits, ways of distracting ourselves with images or memories. We also have some rigid corners in our minds, you know, those stubborn patterns we do not appreciate in ourselves. How does this work for you? I am a typical critic. It's quite easy for me to notice the bruised fruits in the bowl, and it often annoys me when I catch myself in this habit. We all have a way to be with ourselves, and depending on how we interact in our own minds, we can have a more or less pleasant time when being alone. I find this critical side of me fairly annoying, and usually I need some time to soothe it. Depending on the tone of our inner conversation, being with ourselves can be an enjoyable or unpleasant experience. But if we do not pay attention to the pattern of those inner talks, we end up getting used to being abusive to ourselves, and we do not even realize it. Jean-Yves Leloup wrote, Our life is valued according to the type of look it receives. The way a judge looks fills someone with guilt. There are benevolent eyes, merciful and just at the same time. We need those looks because we all need love and the truth. I translated the, the book that I have, this quote um, from Portuguese to English. I hope he forgives me. <laughs> In times of confusion and social isolation, we need to learn to be with ourselves in a gentle and brave mode, facing our realities and tending our frailties. When you are by yourself, do you feel loneliness or solitude? I consider loneliness as a time that hurts and solitude as one that embraces. We are not used to cultivating a time for ourselves. Culturally, it's not something that we do. Eastern culture, however, has a long tradition of cultivating inner peace. But we are learning. A beautiful example of cultural difference happens with the saying of be patient. 
In English, we use the verb to be connected to a situation that needs our waiting. Patience is something that you either patient is something that you either are or are not. And in Japanese culture, they create this sentence using a different verb. They use the verb to make. You have to make patience to wait. And the simple change of verbs constructs a totally different experience from my perspective. You realize you can create your experience by making patience or not. And when we realize that we can interfere in the way we feel, we develop a different perception. We are not hostages of the moment. In order to create this process, you need to be aware of your inner life. I know, I know, I'm repeating myself. <laughs> But when this process is made with care and respect, even during difficult times, we are able to cope better with traumas and anguish. When we face the reality of life, we face suffering but also we experience joy. It's, you know, the polarities of life in time and space. The Buddhist monk Pema Chodron wrote a wonderful book called When Things Fall Apart, Heart Advice for Difficult Moments. In this work, she states that most of our suffering comes from fear of evanescence. Evanescence is sweet and sour, as when we buy a new shirt and years later we see it transformed into a piece of a patchwork. I translated the sentence again from my book in Portuguese. Evanescence is our life and time. This process allows us to transform the reality of our inner worlds as we bring new meanings to memories and happenings. We move along, building meaning in spite of pain, or precisely because of it. We can compose states of solitude by learning to be with ourselves through song, a walk, reading, silence. We can nourish affection for ourselves in tender attention to our thoughts, feelings and actions. And gradually, loneliness can become solitude. Albert Camus, who I mentioned in another episode, said, In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy. For it says that no matter how hard the world pushes against me, within me there's something stronger, something better, pushing right back. And this, as everything else, is also evanescent. Our moments of confidence and of vulnerability, they're all okay. We can adjust ourselves better and self-regulate when we are self-aware. I can't resist recalling Rilke again. He wrote in letters to a young poet, 
that you may gain more and more confidence in what is difficult and in your solitude among other people. And as for the rest, let life happen to you. Believe me, life is in the right always. Thank you so much for your company. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. If you want to know more about this project, you can go to our website, www.vitalcompass.com. Compass with a K. And on the Explore page, you will find new posts every other week. There's also a Vital Compass Instagram account. And if you are enjoying it, please share with a friend.